feeling good enough is a feeling that you create in your body. Be mindful of your expectations when it comes to how you think you should feel or how you think an experience should feel and start deciding how you want to feel and taking charge of feeling enough on purpose and you'll start feeling it way more often. You're listening to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. I'm your host, Jill Perrick, a business and mindset coach who specializes in imposter syndrome. If you feel like you're not as smart, capable, or worthy as you actually are and that someone is going to find you out, then you've come to the right place. I went from being a struggling government worker, working my coaching business on the side, but feeling unworthy and burnt out to making multiple six figures, helping women overcome imposter syndrome so they too can sign clients, make bank, and have the business or career of their dreams. I am nothing special. I have a stuttering disability, ADHD, and I struggle with anxiety and depression. So if I can learn how to feel good enough and overcome my inner imposter, then so can you. Let's dig in. Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. I'm your host, Jill Perrick, business and mindset coach. And I help coaches overcome imposter syndrome and the limiting beliefs holding them back so they can show up consistently, sell their services with confidence, and sign coaching clients. My clients are absolutely killing it. They're booking sales calls, healing years of self-judgment and limiting beliefs and trauma, and signing coaching clients as a result of it all. Are you my next one-to-one client? You'll book a sales call, and if it's a good fit, we'll start with a two-hour deep dive so I can get an overview of your business, your numbers, and your biggest challenges that you are facing and what you want to change, and then we get to work. We work together for six months where you get an on-demand curriculum with over 15 videos and trainings to help you market your services and sell with confidence. We then meet one time a week for our one-to-one coaching calls, and you get access to me in Voxer. I also added a monthly workshop and group coaching call where all of my one-to-one clients get together on Zoom, and we just had our first one, and it was amazing. So not only do you get one-to-one access to me, but there's an element of community that you don't always get with one-to-one coaching. And it's so fun. If working with me is what you've been waiting for, now is the time. Book a sales call at the link in my show notes. Happy February, you guys. And something that comes up all the time with my clients that I would love to share with you today on the pod is something that I call feeling expectations. And this is when you have an unconscious, aka automatic, expectation of how something is going to feel. So let's take an example of a piece of fabric like velvet. I actually have a friend that cannot stand the texture of velvet. So when you touch velvet, right, you expect it to feel a certain way and you will most likely be surprised if it doesn't feel the way that you expect it to. Well, we are unconsciously doing that with experiences and moments in our lives like all of the time. My client was talking about how when she was repurposing her content, she felt like it was too easy. When she was doing certain things in her business, when it felt easy, she actually had an adverse reaction to it, almost like she was disconnected from what she was doing, like she was doing something wrong. And all of this is an example of a feeling expectation. When we are working in our jobs or our businesses, we might expect for things to feel a certain way. And when they don't, we attribute meaning to it. 
It's not a problem that creating content in her business was feeling easy. Actually, that's exactly what we are aiming for, but it was unfamiliar to her. She didn't expect it to be easy. And therefore, the expectation caused her to question herself and go deeper into an issue that didn't need to be an issue at all. This feeling of ease and this lightness that she was experiencing wasn't wrong. It was just unfamiliar. And this is going to happen when you have problems with your confidence, imposter syndrome, when you're very critical of yourself, etc. You may think that making changes to these things happens in really big ways, but the results are actually very subtle, so subtle, and you may not recognize the feelings of confidence, the feelings of being worthy, etc. My client is always super excitable, she's bubbly and upbeat, but she said that during a coaching call she felt grounded, calm, and confident, and she was actually surprised that when she felt really confident, she was more calm and grounded because she was so used to feeling excitable and upbeat and high energy. But again, this isn't a problem, it's just something to be aware of because we might be doing the work on ourselves to be more confident and to overcome the imposter syndrome that we feel but are we also taking note of how we want to feel at the end of it or how we expect confidence to feel how we expect feeling worthy to feel so there's two things you can do number one is obviously you guys know what i'm going to say don't make any emotions a problem especially my neurodivergent girlies we're susceptible to emotional flooding which is when emotions can feel especially overpowering for us and one of the biggest lessons i've learned is to not make my emotions my tiredness or fatigue mean anything so with the example of my client feeling kind of distracted kind of light and like creating content was easy when she was repurposing her content she could have just not made that a problem and instead let it be easy so one again your emotions are never a problem and you don't need to attribute meaning to them And two, how do you want to feel when you feel confident? How do you want to feel when you feel worthy? Still keeping in mind that you might have an expectation of how you're going to feel and it may actually look different, but still, when you're creating your life on purpose, it's always good to think about not only what you want to achieve, but how you want to feel when you achieve it. Because that's all we're really going for anyways. We want to feel safe, grounded, confident, taken care of, worthy, sure of ourselves, And things and achievements help us do that, but most importantly, our feelings are what seals the deal, so they are very important. It will probably take time to learn this lesson, especially with an online business where things are always so fast-paced and you're always on to the next thing. For me personally, I would achieve thing after thing, and I would wonder why I still felt anxious and still didn't feel good enough, and it was because I was expecting the thing to make me feel a certain way, like getting a client payment. I have to decide how that makes me feel and not judge myself if I don't feel anything when it happens. But if I want to start feeling more proud of myself and grateful for that client payment, I can cultivate those feelings on purpose and then attach them to real life experiences when it happens. Is this making sense? Feeling good enough is something I wanted to bring up too because there are so many flavors of this. Feeling good enough to sign clients, feeling like a good enough daughter, friend, partner, feeling like you've done enough, feeling like your work is enough. And again, this is something that you can't have expectations of and that you need to instead decide on for yourself. So for example, I am a chronic overdoer. Like I love being as efficient as possible. I love completing tasks. My reminders list on my iPhone is jam-packed with lists for the future, lists for today, lists for things to buy. I just love the feelings of doing tasks and checking them off. It makes me feel purposeful. 
And because I have always been on the go, either with jobs or with school, there's always something to be done and I would always overdo it. I would work all day at my full-time job and then spend all night on my business and it wouldn't be until a month later that I'd crash into burnout. And actually, when I left my full-time job, my nervous system needed a complete reset because I was burnt the fuck out and it was so hard to get things done. I was so unproductive for so long. And I had to learn when enough was enough and I had to cultivate that feeling for myself. So what I usually do is I look at my day, I schedule everything out like workouts, coaching calls, etc. And then I add tasks to my day based on the time that I have. And I even usually take one or two things off because I don't know how to be realistic and I have ADHD and I need to leave time for like rest and eating, etc. And this is done through self-compassion, knowing I'll get everything done and that it's not an emergency if I don't get to every single little thing. I've done so much work on myself to get to this place of telling myself, okay, that is enough for today. And I especially have learned when to feel like I've done enough and how to talk to myself when I'm relaxing and taking breaks because my default was always to feel guilt and like I, again, wasn't doing enough. And as an entrepreneur, it can be so hard because there's always things to do. Again, there was a lot of work that I've done to mitigate this. And a big part of it was recognizing what my version of enough felt like. At the end of the day, feeling enough in any capacity or circumstance is a decision that you make. I'll give another example. I was talking to a client about social media boundaries, specifically regarding the holidays. In 2020, I decided to take two weeks off of Instagram to enjoy Christmas and New Year's and all that without the pressure of needing to be on or to update my audience or to work. Instagram for me really is work and that's totally fine, but that means that I need to have boundaries around it. And my client said to me, I didn't take time off because I didn't think I could because I'm not making enough to be able to do that. And again, in this instance, enough is a decision. From 2020 to 2021 to 2022 to 2023, I was making different amounts of money. And I had to decide that no matter what, I was going to stick to this boundary. And that's because it will never be enough when it comes to abundance and more money. And not in a bad way. It's just reality, right? Like you will always be doing more and creating more and wanting more. But when it comes to feeling good enough, honoring your boundaries, maintaining self-care, creating content, putting yourself out there, enough is a decision that you make. Feeling good enough is a feeling that you create in your body. Be mindful of your expectations when it comes to how you think you should feel or how you think an experience should feel and start deciding how you want to feel and taking charge of feeling enough on purpose and you'll start feeling it way more often. I love y'all and I hope that this episode made sense to your brains. If you need to, listen to it over and over again so it sinks into your subconscious mind. And if you're ready to make 2023 your bitch and become worthy and wealthy inside of your coaching business, book a sales call to work with me at the link in my show notes. I love you and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. Head to the show notes to find out how you can take this work deeper with me in one-to-one coaching or in the From Imposter to Empowered group program. In the show notes, you'll also find a free three-day challenge to start the process of overcoming your inner imposter. And once you're done with all of that, screenshot this episode and share it on Instagram, tagging me at your coach Jill so we can connect. See you next time.